Wonderful Sunday evening it was. Welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 132. This is the aftermath of Roma 3, Lazio 0. The Derby della Capitale victory for Roma. Roma is red again. Let's joy. Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. Tammy Abraham brace and a Lorenzo Pellegrini wonderful free kick, which... Uh, Left a lovely wry smile on the uh, on a former captain's face in the crowd. With me tonight, I've got the returning Imran. How are we? Good, thank you. And I've also got James. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, we, or before we get into yesterday's game, James, we both said on Friday's preview that we were a bit pensive going into yesterday's game. How did you feel at full time yesterday? Well, um, even before that, I, even at the start, I, I saw, I mean, before, before the goal, there wasn't long before the goal, but, um, I thought, oh, this is, this is a bit unusual. You know, I'm not, I wasn't expecting this, this, uh, starting on the front foot and the intensity, um, at the start. And then, um, you know, the first goal and then, and th- yeah, it was just a complete surprise shock, really, after that lackluster, um, completely unimpressive performance on uh you know the thursday and just as a just as a side note uh you know we played on thursday letzio didn't play uh since the monday when they played spezia so again it belies the idea that you can't play well after playing in europe just as a side note, uh, um, just as linking to our previous podcast. But yeah, mm. I, it was shock that the intensity um, that we played with, you know, which is so out of character so far this season in most games, um, re- was quite shocking, uh, so, you know, pleasingly so, but yeah, shocking. <laughs> Imran, I come to you as you're returning after a couple of weeks uh, off the pod. Um, Thursday's game wasn't great. This was the complete polar opposite. It all started with Roma on the front foot in the first minute and Pellegrini's corner hitting the crossbar. I always thought it went in and then Abraham touched it home. And there was a video that went viral today from Roma and some of the fans in the curve said they missed a goal because they were doing the choreography and the, the banners were underneath them and they missed the goal. But that was a side note. What was your thoughts on Roma's performance yesterday? It was just brilliant wasn't it yeah it was um i was very i was very surprised like james said because uh, i think we come to a point like we don't know exactly what to expect because we go from one sensational performance to to quite opposite uh especially if you if you consider the games again in the conference league against um and uh and uh so uh, yeah so it, it was uh, it was unexpected but it was uh, it was a very positive performance it was uh, the right attitude uh, aggressive approach pressing up high you know a lot of the things that we wanted this Roma to do more often they did it yesterday and uh, i think Lazio were just uh, caught off um, you know uh and didn't have any response to any of what we came with. And there were a lot of individuals that really raised the bar and played their best games of the season. Uh, So, so, so yeah, (laughs) the perfect derby, the perfect result. uh, But also, we weren't really threatened, I would say. Uh, uh, It's been a very long time since I saw a derby that was so one-sided. Um, so, so yeah, I felt very, very comfortable. And um, that's not something that I have said a lot uh, this season. So, yeah, I'm very happy with uh, everything that happened yesterday. 
Did you ever have some lingering thoughts, sorry, of the Juventus game and Roma were 3-1 up? Did you ever have that, or was it just Roma were just so clinical when so it, the second half was like a defensive masterclass from Mourinho? No, I, I wasn't really worried, because if you look at the last 10 games, uh, or, or especially in Serie A, we have five wins and four draws, I think, in the last nine Serie A games. And uh, there has been a change in mentality. And there has been, and, you know, this could be a defining moment of the season uh, because it was so, it was so convincing. And uh, I, I never, I never got flashbacks from the Juventus game because that game was, I would say, more open uh Despite the fact that we were leading three-one, but this one, it was uh, it was quite the opposite. It was very it was very tight. It was very close. We didn't give them any space, uh, and you know, Mourinho was he was very cautious, and he I think he he transmitted that energy and that desire to stay on your feet even in the second half of course not with the same intensity because we didn't have to but uh, but at least uh, you know be in the right position to win back uh, possession and I think we did that so we gave naturally we gave Lazio the uh, the advantage with possession because uh, because yeah we didn't have to so we didn't waste energy in that sense we just stayed back uh, waited for the right opportunities and uh, and uh, closed the game and <laughs> ironically I, I thought we were uh, for you know closer to four or five nil than they were to three one so that's um, that speaks volumes I would say in, in terms of how one side of the derby was. Sure, I had inklings. Was it the 99 derby where it was 4 in at half time? Is that the one where Montella scored two? Yeah, yeah. That, that was, uh, yeah, in 2002, yeah, 20 years ago. And oh, yeah, that they, there was the, yeah, could didn't he get two in Del Vecchio? Yeah, the, in, two? In, in November 1999, 2000 season, when yeah. we had Capello his first season, that was the year Lazio won the Scudetto. Yeah. We actually won the first derby 4-1, and we were 4-0 yeah. up after about half, half an yeah. hour, two yeah. by Del Vecchio and two by Montella. And then they pulled one back from the penalty spot in the second half. But um, but I also think yesterday, what was really interesting was that um, uh, I it wasn't so much like a, a revolution in tactics, I think. It was more intensity that surprised Lazio. And um, I think on the first goal, you could say, certainly the commentators and the broadcast I was watching were critical of Strakosha. You know, he could have, made, maybe should have done better on the first goal with the, from the corner kick. Um, second goal, very difficult to stop. And credit here to Karlsdorp. I know that Krasdorp has his critics, but his, we, we've said it before actually, his athleticism and his crossing is now is even improving. I think he's an improving player generally. He's great physically. Um, his tackling yesterday, remember that tackling in the second half where he nicked the ball away and was quite angry with his opponent for thinking he was trying to get him a yellow card? And um, That was Marisic also, I think. Was it? Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I think also defensively, we looked really in that set. I mean, we didn't really suffer too much in the first half um, defensively. I think there was one occasion when Immobile might have got through. But um, uh, in the second half, I thought we were really like kept our discipline ever so well and um Smalling led by example. I thought he was exemplary. Won everything virtually in the air, and it it was going to take something really special to uh, penetrate our defence. And Lazio couldn't come up with it. So, um, and I think I agree. At the end, I think we were closer to getting a, you know, a fourth or a fifth. I mean, that great chance that it should have been a hat trick, really, because when you think Abraham latched onto that brilliant passed by Cristante, controlled it superbly with his chest. And I was waiting for the net to, but I was already looking at the net and it just flew past the near post. Um, 
a pity, really, because I think his performance, you know, he wouldn't have been flattered if he'd scored a hat-trick. So I think it was, I, I think if, you, if you're looking for the, trying to identify what went right yesterday and what's gone wrong so often this season, it was the intensity we played with. We played with a real, um, where we are, when we got the ball, we were very purposeful with it, uh, quick with it, made it much more difficult for Lazio to defend against. And um, and we were, in, you know, accurate, incisive, and clinical, and I think um, I think those were the things that made the difference from previous performances we've seen, where we, we might have played in some games fairly well, but weren't as convincing as yesterday. We would have probably beaten probably any team in the division, I would say. Um, Stefan Al-Sharari was already running on the pitch when Abraham was through on goal and I think he had to balk and restart and go back after it just went wide there was a a clip on socials yesterday (laughs) I think that's probably one of if not Roma's best performance this season under Jose Mourinho it was clinical and it was a defensive masterclass like Jose got his tactics spot on he stuck Henrik Mkhitaryan on Lucas Leiva. Lucas Leiva is the, the register in Lazio's Ensari 4-3-3. Even, I think, even in his advanced years, I still think he's a very good player, but Danilo Cataldi is probably the better of the two, and I think he would have been better to start him. But yeah, Mkhitaryan on him. And at Pellegrini sort of drifted left, and I'm amazed that he played because me and James were talking on Friday's pod that he was down with a fever and he was in bed and Sergio Oliveira had to do the dignitaries meeting with, uh, to do like some media work on Friday, which I saw, but yeah, he was outstanding. I just like the way Jose set up Nikola Zaleski guys, man, what a, what a performance he's grown with so much maturity in the performance he's had recently just to think in september in the previous derby sadly his dad passed away of cancer just two days before the game jose brought him on in the in the last five or ten minutes he created an opportunity and you could see that he was down in the dumps after the game yesterday i think he was absolutely outstanding he had felipe anderson in his back pocket and he showed great maturity and i think chris smalling is still keeping Chero Mobley in his back pocket. I think when he got home back into his place in Rome, he took out his keys, his wallet and Chero Mobley because he did not give him a sniff at all. It was just a, it was just a wonderful evening for Roma yesterday. I don't know if you both would agree with that. I think Zalewski struggled a little bit at the start. Lazio were having um, a bit of success down the right-hand side. Um, but yeah, overall, definitely... Um, uh, really excellent performance. And, of course, you know, have to mention the free kick. I mean, the free kick was the best free kick I've seen in any uh, country or any competition for a long time. I, I would say unsavable. I don't think there's the only place he could have put it. One is at top top bins, as they say in the UK, but top corner, Strakosha was just flapping. It was couldn't catch it just nowhere near and he made it a very all. good effort he made a very good effort to get near it but i think unsavable nah uh, i'm still it's what 26 hours since the game kicked off yesterday almost 27 hours i'm still buzzing i'm still absolutely overjoyed it's like um we were talking off pod adam murisic the left back for lazio said that roma didn't deserve to win roma's xg was like 2.46 or 2.49 and lazio was like nothing it was ridiculous that that was a stupid comment to make but i wanted to ask you both do you think that roger banyas was a bit lucky not to give away a penalty on milinkovic savic early on in the game Yes, I mean it could have gone to war, uh, to VAR. Well, yeah, uh, it could have gone to VAR, but uh, it's difficult to prove whether it's um, on purpose or if it's you know if it's just uh, if it was just unlucky. But uh, it didn't look nice. Uh, the commentators where I watched the game said that it was unintentional, and uh, but at the same time they could have gone too far. Uh, but yeah, that was a bit clumsy of him because he. I think he looks back before he, he makes that he does, move. Yeah. And, you know, 
he was lucky to get away with and uh, i think he was uh, he was he has some really good involvements, but overall, I think he he had some really really clumsy challenges. He, you know, where he gave away the, away the possession easily, and uh, so. But on the other hand, he had some other very good involvements. So uh, I, I, he was uh, for me one of the weaker players, I would say, and one uh, where. If he if he would have committed a mistake, you know, the whole derby could have been, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, been risked. So, so, so yeah, I, I, I would say that he got away with that. And in any other day, he could have gone to VAR. Yeah, I'm not. I yeah, it looked very clumsy because he looked at Milinkovic Savic and didn't SMS break his nose. I think that's the story coming out today that he's, he's yeah, you always, you, you always break your nose when you get an elbow. Uh, like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the nose is so weak and you always break something, you know, with the, even the slightest, uh, unintentional movement or, you know, punch or whatever. So, so, so that's not a big surprise, but it doesn't change too much whether it broke or not. That's just, uh, um, you know the news coming today, but the fact that that challenge went unpunished, um, yeah, he he should be he should be very grateful <laughs> to the referee for that because otherwise it, it, it would have been a completely different scenario. Judging by the standards we've seen in Serie A in particular, with VAR and so on, it, certainly it could have been penalised, but I think it was the right decision. The referee got it right, because while it was clumsy, I'd agree with that, uh, it just wasn't It wasn't enough to be... It would have been soft, wouldn't it, to give a penalty? Yeah, I can agree that. with that. I can agree with that. I, I think that it was clumsy. It didn't look nice, but it perhaps would have been too harsh to give a penalty there because mm. uh, it wasn't a full-blown 1994 Leonardo versus oh God. Alexis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the World Cup 94. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't that. It was it was a mild elbow, but yeah. Even though we've, we have seen them given, haven't we? We have seen them given in yeah. the season. Yeah. We've seen a lot of Strange challenges being penalised. So, yeah. so yeah, I and a lot s- not being penalised as well. Exactly. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, God, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I think overall that was. Um, I mean, um, I tend to think though that even if it had been given and converted, the end result maybe it wouldn't have been as as emphatic and as comprehensive a victory. It would have still been our way, not their way. I think it's difficult to say. I think it's difficult to say because uh, you never know what a goal will give a team. If Lazio equalize there, I think you know they can they can get a completely or a whole new energy which they can build on, build the momentum. Uh, so it's, it's really difficult to say. And how would Roma react if they were penalized like that uh, from a penalty kick? Uh, especially having started the way they did. Uh, I think it's difficult to say, but I, I do get your point. But uh, personally, I, I I think it's really difficult to predict. And now we're looking very strong in the fullback positions because Spinazzola still hasn't played this season. And we've got, you know, Vigna, um, Zaluski and Karsdorp and, well, Maitland-Niles, we're not sure about, but... We're looking in the in the that's, that's such an important position in football uh, today, and we're looking really covered, aren't we? Deep and solid and quality in those positions. Yeah, I, I, I would say yes, definitely. And what's even more encouraging is that we will go into the summer, you know, making even more adjustments and trying, uh, you know, in an attempt to. 
make the squad even more complete, both in terms of quality and in terms of personnel, you know, having the right, uh, uh, enough players with quality in different positions. So, so that's encouraging. And the second thing which is encouraging is that Mourinho is usually very good in his second season because mm. uh, the first mm. seasons. He, it's he like a rebuilding well. phase, isn't it? Yeah, he, he rebuilds, he adapts, he transmits his mentality. And then the second season, he gets, uh, he, he analyzes and highlights uh, the positions in which you need new players with the right profile. And then in terms of uh, age, mentality, experience, um, yeah, style of play. Uh, and once he does that, the second season tend to become really good. Interesting, yeah, it's an interesting observation, and he did it with uh, Inter. It was in his second season that he won the treble, and in, hmm. with Real Madrid, he won La Liga in his second season. Won and the Premier League in the second season at Chelsea. Second time, second sorry. time, yes. Yeah, I suppose there's a it. slight counter to that. People would say. But then he doesn't—he doesn't stay beyond the second season. But <laughs> but obviously he signed a three-year contract. So um, yeah, that is that will. is that is also a concern because his, his history speaks for itself. He doesn't last more than three seasons uh, in a club, and the longest period he has lasted in a club was uh, Chelsea. The first time it was three, three years th- and two months. Two months, sometime. yeah. It was uh, yeah. wasn't it after a Champions League game with Rosenberg in 07? They just yeah. lost to Manchester United, or they, I think they played Manchester United three days later and they lost 2 0. And then they brought in Avram Grant, and Avram yeah. Grant was a penalty kick away from winning the Champions League and almost took Man- uh, Manchester United to the to the league title. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, so, so, yeah, that's another thing. But anyway, I, I would say that uh, speaking of Mourinho, I think I think it's right that we just touch that topic as well because uh, we see a different Roma. Uh, I wouldn't say inter- necessarily in terms of performances because there are performances that are really good, but we also have perform- performances that are equally bad. And uh, but the difference is the results because we are we are unbeaten. I think what has been most obvious or uh, uh, thing to see has been the late goals. I think that is a sign of the mentality that has been instilled into this team, and we are seeing effects of that. The next level would be naturally to hope for. Uh, better performances. I mean, consistency in terms of performances, not just in terms of result uh, results. Because I think these two things go hand to hand in the long run. So we we need to, because I know some people are like, ah, oh, you know, I don't care about the performance as long as we get the results. Yeah, fair enough. But I think uh, yeah, I think I. I I don't buy that. I don't think no. it's a it's a good enough excuse because you you shouldn't struggle like that. Uh, you, you shouldn't struggle to create chances and be so lackluster against Vitesse at home, in front of your fans, with the team that we were playing. That team should be uh, controlling the game because I can you know like the, if you look at the game yesterday, the second half, we were controlling the game. I mean, you could see that we didn't have that much possession, but you always had this sense of feeling that we were in complete control. And I'm not saying that just because we were three nil up, but it was just the way the guys were playing. We were in complete control. I didn't get that uh, feeling against Vitesse because it felt like uh, we were, yeah, we were switched off. Uh, we we didn't. We didn't play with the same, yeah, intensity. Uh, the players uh, were didn't look as focused, and uh, they didn't fight for the balls the way they did yesterday. But of course, the, yesterday's game is different because it's a derby, so you don't necessarily need to prepare a lot because it comes with uh, its own uh, <laughs> adrenaline that the players can build on. 
so that's. Uh, Do you think there was an element of the fact that we went into the game on Thursday already leading, and there might have been a little bit of complacency, perhaps? It could have been. Uh, it, it was obvious, but but that's. Uh, I think that is one factor that great teams, uh, which identifies great team, is that they don't get complacent. Uh, they they play with uh, great intensity. They follow a game plan, and if they don't follow a game plan, at some point during the game, there has to be a change in that. And I, I don't think we saw that. Uh, uh, on on Thursday, it, it was too late, and and I think that should have been highlighted. That should have been, uh, you know, it should have been given clear, clear instructions that things are not working now. And and at some point, already in the first half, you need to see a change, but we didn't see that. So that was that was a bit uh, that, um, poor, I would say. And uh, something that we still need to work on. Of course, the team is doing much better than it was doing before, but uh, we still have a lot to work on. But we have to give credit to Mourinho that uh, he has uh, uh, he has brought this change, uh, this mentality, this fighting spirit, or whatever you would call it. Uh, you can just see it with all the late goals. Um, so. There is uh, there's a change, and I think there are reasons to be optimistic uh, going into uh, the summer. Because I'm, I'm looking a bit I'm looking a bit long term now because I'm thinking of the players that uh, Marini will request uh, to build this Roma further. So, so yeah. Um, uh, Good signs, I would say. Yeah, now finally, it's taken what a few months, but I think we've seen his Roma. I think we saw it a couple of weeks ago in the wins against Atalanta and Spezia, and the fighting performances. But yesterday, that was just top notch. That was a typical Mourinho performance where they just come out the guns in the like with the intensity, and then. You, we've got the result now. We're just gonna put the wall back up and just like you're not getting past us at all. And do yeah, you think yeah. one of the things that I was the, the questions I'd like? I'm not sure if someone can answer it tonight. But do you think this is like a seminal moment in the season? And we'll look back, maybe you know, at the end of the season, at the end of May, and think the derby, the second derby, was the turning point when things took. You know, there was an upswing in fortunes and the trajectory was going in the right direction, much more in the direction that we thought this team was capable of. Because I think there's a consensus among us that the team was underachieving. I mean, a lot of the, you know, fans have blamed that saying the players are not up to it, basically. But I think we always felt there was more to come from this team and, or squad of players. And do, do you think this is sustainable or do you think we need more evidence? It's a good question. Um, I do feel like it will be something to look back in a couple of months. I said, this is the game where it sort of may have clicked. I have a feeling that maybe it could have been the Spezia or the Atalanta game where the fortunes sort of tie, turn a little. Just think Roma got a 90, was it 93rd? minute penalty away at Spezia after knocking the door down for the majority of the the second half without no luck the Atalanta game was like was a like a backs against the wall performance after scoring midway through the first half um, the Udinese performance was just shocking um, we we talked about that but we still managed to get a result out of it or could have been the Juventus performance could have been the the turning point because Roma have been unbeaten since that in Serie A. Yeah, but all those games were followed by a string of games that were punctuated by disappointing performances, Mm. some of them very disappointing. I mean, we really want to see the back of those performances now. Of course, yeah. And do you think we will do? (sighs) 
sorry, that was a big XL. Sorry, <laughs> I was be trying to think. I think you might get the odd one or two coming in until the end of the season. Yeah, but that's okay, isn't it? If that's it, okay. If yeah. it stops, then I do feel then yes, this this performance yesterday could have been or should be a turning point in the season. It's taken its what six months, seven months to finally see a change of fortune. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. Would anyone else? Amram, would you agree with that? <laughs> it's it's tough. Question, it's, it's, it's difficult and to, to to talk about, isn't it? It's a difficult question. It's definitely a difficult question. Uh, uh, I think we need to see more. We need we need more evidence. Uh, we. <laughs> Uh, but I, I still think that these games are good because you, you can always look back and and refer to these games. Um, you know, they could be a good reference point for the players, for the coach, uh, to try to encourage players that, you know, you have this thing in you. This is something that can be built on. And you need to find consistency from this somehow. Uh, so I, I don't believe it's it's a one-off or or anything like that. I think they will uh, serve a very good purpose uh, going into the end of the season. And there's one <laughs> other point I'd like to make is that we have a striker who's among the top eight to ten strikers in Europe at the moment, and you know I think that's fair comment. That's exaggerating. And any team that's got a striker who can uh, get among the goals on a regular basis, who's dangerous in and around the penalty area, you're always going to have chances, aren't you, in games? Even if you don't play particularly well in some games, it's like if you've got that striker who can get you a goal, even if you're not you know, at your best, there's always a chance that you can turn a defeat into a draw or a draw into a victory. Yeah, it's uh, that's a very good point, and I think I think that has been the most important factor during this streak of nine games unbeaten in Serie A. Uh, you know, uh, um, yeah, it's got to I the mean, point where any time Abraham goes down, I think, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> deep, deep, deep intake of breath. I was like that yesterday. Yeah. Um, when you have a striker on form like like him. You will get the, you will get results because the teams the team will score uh, from you know uh, from chances you normally wouldn't expect them to score from and uh, it will give you it will give you advantages in a lot of situations which will of course uh, obviously then result in higher chances of winning games and that's what has been happening so there is a I don't think there is a coincidence that Roma has been doing so well. Um, at the same time, well, Abraham has been uh, scoring so many goals. I think there's a there's a, a direct correlation and a pretty linear one going, you know, up, uh, following each other. So I think that would be, and that was one of the reasons why we didn't do that well in the first half season because Abraham he wasn't as sharp. Uh, no criticism, just normal adaptation time was something that you know we highlighted before as well so 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 that's uh, if he keeps going like this and i think it will just get better and better mm-hmm. then uh, then i think roma will be a very difficult side to to beat this is a good segue. We've gone 33 minutes and we haven't talked about haven't spoken about sorry Tammy Abraham's performance in the derby yesterday that much. Um, two goals, one in the first minute and one, was it after 20, 25, about 20 22 minutes in? Minutes, yeah. 22 minutes, yeah. That second goal was absolutely top class. The crossing and the finish, absolutely oh, wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. Can I just say, before I talk about Tammy Abraham, I love how that Roma scored all three goals right in front of the Lazio fans. That was just brilliant to me and the celebrations afterwards especially the first goal Gianluca Mancini was spotted saying Fafanculo uh, you could lip read it from a mile away right right, right in the corner right near the uh, the curve of Nord um, but yeah um, Tammy Abraham's performance yesterday could have been 
the first, if he scored the hat-trick, I think he would have been the first Roma striker since Vincenzo Montella to score a hat-trick in the derby. The, the lovely 5-1 back in March 2002. The 20th anniversary was that of that was last week, actually. Um, James and then Imran, I'll come to you because we've spoken a little bit about him. Abraham's performance yesterday was just outstanding. I think he gave Francesco Cherby nightmares. And I think Cherby struggled badly against his uh, his physicality and and his movement as well. Yeah, his mo- his mobility for such a big man is um, is uh, such a uh, key feature of his uh, success. And his um, he's got he looks to me the complete striker. And I remember watching him before when he was playing for Chelsea and uh, even when he wasn't a regular, um, I remember thinking, well, you know, if this player could be um, a focal point, if he could get a consistent run of games, I think he could develop into a world-class player. And, you can see now he's got all the characteristics of a world-class player. He's finishing his clinical, his um, positioning. You know, people people were saying, oh, well, he was a bit lucky on the first goal because, um, uh, you know, he just happened to be standing, uh, you know, where the ball when the ball rebounded from the crossbar, just had to be, you know, hit him basically and, and rolled over the line. But what people don't realise is that that's such a important quality in a striker being in the right place at the right time because um if you're not then it makes scoring extremely difficult so a great striker not only scores the goals like that superb finish for the second goal which was absolutely magnificent brilliant brilliant pass by cristante brilliant move to bring the ball across the pitch excellent run by karsdorp superb cross and matched by the finish and so you know it's about scoring the goals the opening goal and the quality of the second goal and um and even missing the third you know you can miss the third goal (laughs) pity but you know you can miss that if you've bagged to the way he did in the first half so and and of course another thing about having a great striker in your team is that you automatically you know put a psych psychological you strike a psychological blow against the opposition because when they're in the tunnel waiting to walk out to start the game they're already you know the the opposition's already looking across thinking tell me abraham there we're gonna have a workout out today you know you've already almost um struck the first blow and uh, i think that's really really important and um so yeah fantastic yeah, Imran, what was your thoughts on Abraham? Or just do you echo mine and James' thoughts? It was just outstanding and just gave the Lazio defence the run around. And oh, it was so close. He deserved a hat trick in the end, didn't he? Yeah, it, it was. It was a fantastic, fantastic performance. But it, it was not just that. Not just an attack. I think it was a complete performance, and that's important to highlight as well because he contributed a lot uh, in the defensive part of the game. Uh, he was all over the pitch, uh, won the possession back, uh, you know, in position where the, you know, when the other players were not in that position. I remember one situation where Felipe Anderson, uh, you know, Lazio were trying to counterattack and he, Abraham, intercepted the ball and got a free kick. So I think uh, I, w- I would say it was a complete performance because he, he, he did well in every department of the game, and that's that's very important to uh, to highlight as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it would have been brilliant. it would have been the perfect uh, night for him if he, he scored the hat trick. But yeah, he celebrated winning that free kick. Also, you could see he was up for that game. I think all the Roman players were up for that game, and it may have got given the Lazio players a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also, and you know, um, uh, uh, I, sorry. I, I'd like to yeah. say that when Pellegr- when they celebrated the third goal, Pellegrini's magnificent free kick. If you looked at Abraham's reaction when he was walking back to the centre of the pitch for the kickoff, he was set pointing to his uh, to his forehead with both fingers, saying to the rest of the team, "Right now, concentrate. You know, let's get to half time. Three mm. goals up." at least. And uh, I thought that was a very, um, I think he's a, he's a quite a positive influence on the team generally. Yeah. I was going to say that, that his personality uh, and the way 
you know, he's so determined. He wants so much. He 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 so badly wants to win, and you can see it uh, from his body language. You can see it from the way he communicates with his uh, teammates. Uh, and uh, I would say that um, okay, he's twenty four, twenty five, but he he strikes me as a as a player who who's a, who's who's a good who will be a good captain uh, for a team. I'm not saying that for Omar Boy. He just has those leadership qualities that uh, that I'm a big fan of. Before we go into listeners' questions, uh, we got quite a few, and thank you very much to the people who sent in the questions. James, Johnny Comancini got booked again, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, what a pity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and in fact, he again there was some question about whether there could have been further disciplinary action yes yeah anyway but again i thought that was pretty innocuous and um and uh, they were just really um you know i mean players are wound up for a derby aren't they well all games but particularly a game like that particularly when there's quite a lot of pressure i mean also let's face it it was important for the for the table as well you know it's put us back in now contention for um you know, at uh, okay, unlikely, very unlikely. Top five, uh, yeah, yeah, top five finish, which is which is important because um, it will guarantee Europa League group stage football next season. Hopefully, that comes via winning the Conference League. But if we don't manage to pull that off, then at least to and and of course, fifth place would also would be an indication of progression, wouldn't it, from last season? You know, amid all the ups and downs we've had this season, it would, if you like. Get feel like some kind of progression from last season. Mm, definitely, I did predict fifth, um, but yeah. Um, also, because At- the, the only downside was that Atalanta won right at the end yesterday away yeah. at Bologna, and that was. Uh, to be honest, they were. I didn't watch the game. Uh, I watched the cricket instead, which went into a draw, a boring draw. But yeah, um, but um, that was a good goal, and they were. I would say they were. Atalanta were missing quite a lot of players and they did we talked about this in midweek James that they just won at Leverkusen which is a massive result for in European football and they got RB Leipzig in the next round but I think they and Roma have had a very good weekend just getting away from Lazio in the league table to what there's what there's a couple of months left in the season the fixtures the kick sorry the kickoff times for Roma's next three games have have come out. So we'll be playing Sampdoria on Sunday, the 3rd of um, April. And that's a six o'clock local time kickoff. They also play Salonatana. That's also a uh, Sunday. That's the following week. So that's the 10th of uh, April. And that's also a six o'clock kickoff local time. And then Napoli over Easter. So what they've done this season, the Easter in Serie A, there's games Friday. There's, Game Saturday, no game Sunday because that's Easter weekend and that's Easter Sunday. That's also my birthday. Uh, and then there's games on Easter Monday. There's a couple of games on Easter Monday. And is it, James, it's a 7 p.m. kickoff local time, 6 p.m. kickoff here in the UK? That's right, away at Napoli. Away at Napoli. And then, remember, sam- sandwiched in the first two games is the Bodo Glimt. Oh, so it's a tough little run-in just after Easter. So it's it's all to play for uh, for European football and top five. It's going to go down to the wire, isn't it, guys? Yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope it's secured uh, beforehand. <laughs> but of course, we've still got difficult away games. I was thinking, is it nine games to go now? Is it? Is right? it twenty nine? They played twenty eight, twenty nine. Was it thirty? They played. Oh God. It was thirty. It was thirty. Okay, so the eight remaining games have to play: visit Fiorentina, Napoli, and Inter. Inter, yeah, and Sampdoria. Well, yeah, it's not a big game, Ish, but, yeah. But, but but those three are, um, yeah, yeah. They've also got is it Salernitana, Venezia. Uh, they've played Genoa. If they played Torino away yet? No. That could be a tough game. Torino away could be tough against even Eurotis side, but yeah, that's, that's further to that's look in. Last, that's the last match day. If oh, I'm wow. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Is that away? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I think the last home game of the season is Venezia at home. The only advantage would be Torino won't have anything to play for, presumably, on that day. 
you know, so perhaps we won't have either because we will be preparing for the conference league final. Oh, <laughs> nudge, <laughs> don't get James's hopes that high up. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We're looking, we're looking a bit too further into the future, but it's, it's, we're, we're, we're football fans. It's all to play for. Um, guys, we should go into listeners' questions. We've got quite a few. I sent a tweet out earlier. Asking for for listeners' questions. Um, okay, so we've got quite a bit actually. Let's go through. Uh, Giuseppe at uh, a oh god AJA oh AJ Pucks Pucks Pack nineteen twenty seven. Giuseppe, I apologise if I absolutely botched that. <laughs> um, how do you guys think Roma and Mourinho will approach the UECL with that last victory from yesterday? What would it mean to Roma and Mu winning the tournament? Is there a slightly or highly noticeable change in the depth quality if Roma go to the e, uh, to the UEL next year? Which is Europa League. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I did. Yeah, not Champions League. That's probably a step too far. But UEL, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, I can start if. Uh... Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he will approach it uh, seriously. I think he wants to win it. Mourinho is a coach who collects trophies, and he uses it as an argument for his success. And um, I don't see why conference league should be one of uh, you know one of those ones so I, I think he will take it seriously what it would mean for Roman Mourinho yeah I would say I, I, in a way said it there it means a lot to Mourinho in that sense what it would mean to Roma I think it would mean a lot because it would be the first European trophy that Roma would yeah win uh, although it's not the most exclusive European Trophy to win. I, th- I still believe that. Uh, I still believe it's silverware and it should be celebrated. And it could give the club boost uh, going into the future because you need to start winning at some point, and it could it could stimulate and create the foundations for something greater to come. So, uh, so in all, you know, with all humility, I would say. Uh, it would mean a lot uh, if there is a slightly high, highly noticeable change in the depth quality. I think uh, I, th- I don't think it would depend on whether we qualify for Europa League or not, because the objective is to qualify for the Champions League, and to mm. achieve that objective, you need to you need to strengthen the squad accordingly. And I, I, like like we said earlier in the pod, I think that will be done. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna be tough because um, we talked about this on Thursday, James. Didn't we Bodo Glimt's gonna be a bit tougher in the Conference League now. Um, he will set up the team a lot differently from where he did in back in what was it late October, early November, wouldn't he? Because he, I don't think he'll go with that setup and the style of football and the players that he had then. I think he's now found a formula to go forward now in the last couple of months hasn't he uh i certainly hope so and i think that um as i said we you know we will need and i think you were absolutely right we will need a bit more evidence but um bodo glimt is um a winnable tie notwithstanding that the uh, what happened in the group stage and um to win that competition i think would be i agree with everything imran said you know it will give the club such a boost it will be our first you know uefa title and um whatever happens in the league it would mean we qualify for the uh, europa league group stage next season and it would um give a sense i mean that th- you know, to collect a winner's medal in a major competition, a competition that is here to stay and will, will, um, while it might not be, uh, as was said, you know, the most uh, prestigious competition at the moment, it will gather prestige uh, because it's here to stay. You know, it's going to, you know, we are, I think, for the foreseeable future, going to have three European club competitions. And um, 
to win it would be uh, a real um i think we can use something like that more than a lot of clubs can we can use that as a real foundation to go on to greater things and um and it would give i think the core of the squad a real shot in the arm of confidence you know um going forward that they can compete and win things you know um because often i think the the you know players are human like everybody else and they might doubt sometimes whether they can actually achieve certain things and when you've actually done it you think well i can actually achieve something can win a competition um and a coach maybe like Mourinho, who works you know who can generate a lot of self-esteem and and uh and uh um, com- self-confidence could turn that, you know, um, into a real strong positive aspect going forward. So I think on all counts, it's it would be a, a not only remarkable, but because as we said, it's not the you know it's a difficult competition to win, mm. but it would um, be a, a great boost for everyone, as well as in its own right being one of the greatest nights in the club's history. It'll go the, that trophy they do win it will go next to go well next to the uh, the tree the bonsai tree that they won against Real Madrid in the preseason friendly. I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. It will go ne- right well next to the trophies they won the Coppa Italia, the Super Coppa Italia, and the uh, the last league trophy. <laughs> I do joke about the bonsai tree. Just take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, Irish Roman Easter. Uh, do you think Roma get this result if Tammy doesn't make the 90th, 90th minute goal versus Vitessa and the players have 30 more minutes in their legs? Feels like the value of that strike has skyrocketed fast. I actually do agree with that. Well, I think it's a good point because, yeah. um, uh, I mean, having said that, the tie against Vitessa could well have gone i mean on the basis of what we saw over the 3 hours it could well have gone to extra time mm. i don't think vitessa would have stolen anything at all you know if it had gone to extra time um but yeah unquestionably i think the fatigue factor of 30 extra minutes uh, would play i i'm not necessarily convinced ultimately the result would have been much different yesterday but maybe it might have been not as comprehensive a victory um but i i don't i would say i would have expected probably the same result but um maybe not as not in the same manner i'm with you there um uh, our favorite imran Tony cardinelli just sends a Mourinho gif of him uh spining in a, a cheeky wink in his gray coat um <laughs> we won't say anymore uh, Roman near you uh, at near Mahoz. Uh, what do you think about Mu putting in Bove and Vigna and not Zaniolo and SES? IMO, every time we're, str- uh, we're winning, he tends to give chances to players who struggle or young players. And when we need to score, he goes to SES. Obviously, that's not always the case. That's also a very, very good point. I noticed that quite a lot recently. Uh, on Zaniolo, I don't think he was fully match fit or he looked very leggy against Vitesse. I think he may be just saving him for after the international break, but I don't know if you guys would agree with me. It's a good observation, uh, uh, I would say. Um, and it is true because when we need a goal, he puts in uh, El Sharawi because uh, yeah, El Sharawi is uh, is an ex- um, experienced attacking player, so he, he's able to create chances. And we saw that against uh, against Vitesse because it was it was his cross that led to uh, to the assist of uh, Karstorp. Uh, but. Uh, what I think about it, I don't know what I think about it. I I'm happy that he has been giving a lot of players, uh, you know, the chance, especially the young players, because uh, you know you have to admit uh, when Vinia is fit, Maitland Niles, and you go for Zaleski in the derby, mm-hmm. that's uh, it that's says pretty, something. Yeah, it says speaks, speaks volumes. volumes. Yeah, well said. It, it, <laughs> It does indeed because um, it's the most important game of the season. 
and you go for it. It shows how much uh, faith you have in Zalewski. Uh, and uh, you know, earlier I think for the Atalanta game, I thought that he wouldn't go for it because it would be risky, but. He has turned out to be a really good player, uh, and he has tackled the pressure very well. He has handled it very well. Uh, he ha- he's very comfortable on possession, and uh, he plays it simple. He has, uh, I would say, the perfect characteristics to become a really good player, and uh, you have to give Marini credit for that because. Um, it's not easy to it's not easy to give players, um, you know, uh, to start in a big game like that, and he did it. And on top of that, <laughs> Zaleski returned the favor or the faith in him in a great way because he had a really good game. I think he might start a few games in the next month, just to, with the the pack schedule. I think he may start against either San Antana. Or Sampdoria, I don't know if he will risk him against uh, Bolo Glimt or Napoli. I think that might be a bit too risky. Also, I, I wouldn't read too much into the omission of Zaniolo because yeah, it's yeah, quite possible also, yeah. that I think the media like to highlight these things, but um, Zaniolo could easily come back and score a couple of goals in the next couple of games and start both. So I, I don't really uh, read too much into Zaniolo not making an appearance yesterday. No, I agree with that. Now with the bombshell of Paolo Dybala leaving Juventus for a free on a free transfer, guess he's now been linked with Juventus in the summer. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, joys. And that's and it's not even summer yet, and we've got almost a couple of months to the end of the season. Okay, we've got two questions left. Uh Piyush, uh at Piyush Tanjan. Uh do you guys feel there's a mentality change in the terms of the pers- perseverance and the fight since the fight in draw against Verona? And there's a sub question also. And are you guys now fully support Mourinho or still going by the biased English media and the personal opinions and still on the fence? I think we now know who Piyush uh, is a follower of. <laughs> there's no harm in that. I'm not, not judging, not judging. I, I think we said it uh, in this pod earlier, there has been a change in mentality hmm. uh, and uh, there is a different fighting spirit. I think Marini said, or some of the players said as well, that the team and the players, they know each other much well, uh, much better and I think that helps them a lot. Uh, and so, yeah, there has been, there has been a change, definitely. Uh, I think we have always supported Mourinho. I don't know why some people have interpreted that as uh, in any other way. I, th- I, I mean, being critical or highlighting uh, mistakes flaws. or being done flaws, but I don't think uh, I don't think that's being influenced or going by some biased English media. I don't even read English media. I have no interest in English media. I'm not English I'm so far from being anywhere close to you know English media, they don't give me anything. They don't have anything which interests me because I get my news from other places. So, and personal opinions, uh, it's not. I wouldn't say personal opinions. I mean, what we, I, what I'm trying to do at least, or I, I'm, I'm sure you can, uh, you, you can speak for yourself. But what we're trying to do is present facts that we think we're always trying to. Uh, discuss in uh, in an objective manner uh, the way we see things. Uh, I'm not interested in the personal opinions of you guys, or I mean, uh, I, I'm interested in your uh, your interpretation of the reality, your interpretation of how you see things, uh, because you know, personal opinions, yeah, they're fine, but uh, they don't give us too much. Uh, in terms of understanding the situation, we want to do it in an objective way. We try to understand things, why things happen uh, and the reason for them happening. And uh, if people disagree with that, that's fine. But, you know, I think it's a bit, it's a low blow uh, to, to, to claim that we are, you know, yeah, we have some agenda or this and that. It's just childish. But mm. yeah, fair enough. If it. Uh, Whatever makes them happy, if these people want to um, 
go on with that uh, way they, they're free to do it. I'm I also think it. it's perfectly reasonable to to say, I think we do need a bit more evidence. I think that's been a theme oh, yes, in yes. discussion. You know, we want to see this. Um, obviously, we've got a break now, but um, we want to see this. And incidentally, Abraham hasn't joined the England team. He, I saw that today, yes. He's staying uh, in Rome, which is, um, uh, you know, not necessarily a positive thing i think because players you know playing international football it's good for players to play international football not just in terms of you know financially it raises tends to raise their value but it's good that they play at the highest level possible you know for for their own development both confidence wise and technically and athletically so um uh i think you know hopefully you know and and i've got I think there are good reasons to think that come a tricky game against Sampdoria, which is the next game, if I recall correctly, uh, two weeks' time, we'll see not necessarily as comprehensive a victory as yesterday, but we'll have good good grounds to think that the performance will be solid and uh, it'll give us a good platform to hopefully win the game. Yeah, this is against the Sampdoria side who I saw win away at Venezia yesterday lunchtime, but Venezia did give them both goals to some horrific defending. Venezia trying to play out against them in the back. The the first goal was a horrible mistake from a goalkeeper, and the second Mm -hmm. goal was one of the, I think it was uh, Caldara got caught out on the ball, but um, that's going to be a tough game, I think. Sampdoria look a little bit better under Giampaolo, but to the question, there is a mentality change. We're not bias at all if we see a flaw and we see a poor performance we don't pull any punches we see it we we talk about it and there's no agenda i had to had to mute the word agenda on social media from Mourinho fans we actually haven't haven't had a a discussion about jose versus uh, jose Mourinho fans and roma fans for quite a while but no there's no agenda we we support the coach but he has to do a little bit better and hopefully yesterday's game is the turning point and we see something going into the final nine games of the season in Serie A. Um, final question is from Florenzi's hair, aka at Grazzi Totti 91. Uh, comparing the energy from the derby to previous games in the past month, there's a clear gulf. What do we think that is? How do we go from Atalanta win to the Vitesse Udinese Vitesse slash 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 horror shows and then back up to this is it mental or is it something more oh very good question it is very very difficult question because i think it's uh, i i'm at least still trying to understand why that happens and uh, and the reasons for that and to be honest i haven't come to a conclusion yet because I think I think the big games uh, are my theory or one idea could be that Mourinho is good. We always we have always known that he's he's a good motivator and he he's very good uh, with preparing his team mentally. Uh, and now, at least since uh, the previous two months, he has. Uh, we have seen a change in mentality and I think that change makes it easier for the players to be motivated and ready for the big games. They're more concentrated. While as for the games against uh, weaker opponents, rather, I mean, not of the same quality, I don't think... uh, It's difficult to explain, but, you know, there's an obvious absence of uh, the same uh, aggressive approach uh, the, the mentality is different, it's more uh, lackluster uh, so yeah, but these are the things that are there, but why happens? Uh, is it the players? But yeah, why the players? Because they should be able to uh, they should be able to play with the same intensity in all in all games. There should be uh, the way the, what we saw yesterday. That should be the identity of this team. Yet somehow we struggle to apply 
that mentality against the weak opponents, uh, the weaker opponents, uh, and that's a bit of a surprise because I think it should be playing, it should be really simple and uh, should be easier to 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 completely dominate the weaker opponent. But yet somehow we struggle to do that. I think also that. Um those other games you refer to, like the wins over Atalanta and so on, they, they they weren't really achieved. They were deserved, but they weren't achieved on the back of um, uh, like we did yesterday, in high intensity and um, being very sharp and uh, ruthless. They were very much, well, you could say the away game in Bergamo was one that way, but it was still very much a counter-attacking approach both times. And if you remember in the second half of the game a few weeks ago at the Olympico, Atalanta had the lion's share of possession. And uh, But, but um, uh, I think um, the, the yesterday was so shocking in many ways because of that intensity that we hadn't, you know, been sort of largely absent during the season, even when we'd won games. And um, certainly in the last previous three games, both against Vitesse and the um, the game against um, Udinese, they were completely absent. And it was like a 360-degree turnaround uh, yesterday. Um, um, why that happened, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe the derby element was 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 a factor but um yeah I, and, I, and i come back to this point of i think we need to see more evidence i think you need to be more i mean it's okay being particularly particularly intense in a in a knockout game or a champions league tie or a you know a, a top serie a game against another top of the table team or a derby but producing enough of that in the more regular games like against Sampdoria and the, the games coming up is going to be the, if you like, that's going to be the acid test. Mm. Can we sustain that kind of, not necessarily the intensity we saw yesterday, because probably that's unsustainable anyway, but to, to something more in that, in that type of approach in, in the games coming up. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting and hopefully that that will be sustainable, but we'll uh, time will tell. Fingers crossed, um, guys. Thank you very much for the questions. It really means a lot after a, an emphatic derby win yesterday. Uh, James Imran, do you have anything to add on to about yesterday or just in general? Oh, thank you. Yes, no, thank you. No worries. It's been fun this evening. We've. Uh, We've got we've gone for almost over an hour and six minutes, but yeah, I think we've uh, I can wrap a bow and then uh, we can wrap this podcast up. Uh, you can follow us at lemagicast.com. You can find all our previous podcasts on the platform on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms, so your SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. James and Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening to bask in this wonderful wonderful glory thank, thank you. you i'm off to listen to grazie roma on a on a high volume and on repeat and uh no i'm not really i'm just <laughs> uh, no, that was uh, i listened to it earlier it was, uh, it was quite fun and i watched some videos from the fans who posted some of the videos on youtube they uh it looked quite good yesterday in rome um guys it's been brilliant i've really enjoyed tonight we've actually talked about some good topics and uh enjoy the international break and hopefully we might have something during the international break Imran we discuss something to do about Retro Roma talk yeah. about seasons past yeah we can do yeah yeah some funny stories always when it comes to Roma uh, so yeah it could be fun something from the early 2000s we could be talking about I think I have a season in hand and you do as well. And I might put some suggestions out on social media, but guys, once again, thank you for joining me. And uh, I think all Roma fans for the next two weeks will be basking in this wonderful Derby win. Enjoy it. Grazie. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.